Welcome back, everybody, to the Dom and Colin podcast. The Challenge 38, Rider Dies, another episode in the books. I'm here, I'm back, of course, with my co-host, Brian Scally. By the way, I'm Matt, if you don't know that. Uh, Brian Scally, Scally, how are you? <laughs> hello, hello, Matt. Um, I'm good. Don't know if we can really call this challenge season uh, Rider Dies anymore, it seems, but uh, season 38, at least. Yeah, back here for another episode. Glad to have you back. I'm uh, very, like, it's hard to say thrown off because of the change in format that we have this week, but I am, um, I don't know, it's just, I, th- I think we just kept talking about, you know, it was going to be, you know, it's ride or dies, like, why would they split them up? But we also knew that they had to do something to fill, you know, a lot more episodes, so it's not mm-hmm. surprising, but I was still thrown off. Yeah, it's frustrating. Um, I just, I don't get the decision. I think it's still weird. Um, but I guess we will uh, figure out if uh, these teams come back together, speculate, all this sort, whatever the case may be by the end of the season. But definitely threw me for a loop. It did. Um, I, I did, uh, you know, because I, I will, um, of course, not be able to just move on without giving some parting words to my beloved Michelle Fitzgerald and Jay um, Starrett. Starrett, never been clear on how to say his last name. Um, so, you know, very sad to lose them here. Um, but I honestly, truly, like, genuinely got the vibe that Michelle was happy to go home. So I was like, you know what? She, she needs to get out of here. Uh, there's no, like, at that point, like, the point that they were at in the game, you know, everybody beating up on them for, you know, the horrible things that they did. There was no room left for them to move in the game without winning out. So it's like, all right, just, just, Let's try again next time. Uh, I actually think it would have been pretty interesting to see them here in this, like, uh, singles game more so or where they're forced to work with people. You know, like, if uh, Jay and Bananas are on a team, what does that look like? But uh guess it's not going to happen, unfortunately. I, I Can we, like, jump right into talking about, like, how the uh, teams are going to play out? Like, <laughs> I ass- – well, not, like, individually, like, the people here, but um, I assume – it's going to be like any other team challenge, right? Where oh, a team will win and the other team that loses, like two of the males will go head to head or two of the, the, the women will go head to head. And that's what we're going to see for as long as this twist stays intact. You would think so. Um, it's a little confusing. I'm wondering, like, does the losing team vote someone self like vote one of their own in? Does the winning team vote someone in? Um, I don't know how that's all determined. But yeah, I mean, we've seen like if you want to go like back in the day seasons in the past, it's like, well, the winning team gets to decide uh, like which loser goes in, but also like what member of their own team goes in or something like that. Or like the loser gets to call out someone on the winning team. So I don't feel confident in saying that we know the structure at all moving forward. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I wish we did because it's hard for me. To, well, not, it's obviously hard to speculate uh, without knowing what's going to happen next. And I just, <laughs> want to speculate on you know how some of these dynamics are going to play out but i guess um the most logical way to go about this is all uh kind of starting from the beginning of the episode so you know we we are uh at a new point in the game and the game is going to be shaken up a bit which is why you know we have an episode here without an elimination and we're really going to use this episode to kind of like reset who these you know how these teams are doing with the dynamics between each other for almost all of them like did anybody not get a segment Yeah, this was the point where I started to think that, like, oh, we really might split up these teams because we spent so long just checking in with each team individually. Like, hey, remember these guys? Um, So I started to actually think that it was a possibility we were going individual or teams. And, uh, yeah, I would say that that manifested itself. 
Yeah, I mean, I, 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 we literally got something from you know when we're getting a Casey and Kenny segment, where we're getting like a you know an Amber and Chauncey segment about like how they're like you know, oh, you're my sister, you're my brother, I love you, you're my boyfriend, you're my girlfriend, and I'm so happy. Um, you know, that's a lot of filler, <laughs> and that's just to remind us who's in the house. Yeah, especially I don't remember if it was challenge stats I saw on Twitter, I believe. Kenny is now like tied for the most episodes without a confessional back to back. And then just absolutely surpassing everyone by far in total runtime without a confessional at, I think, 300 straight minutes of runtime, no confessionals. So uh, glad that we, you know, even Casey says, like, oh, I forget my brother's here. It's like, yeah, so does everyone else. Mm -hmm. Like every so often you get like in an episode of like Survivor, like I always notice it more that I'm like the editors put this in just for Rob and the rest of the podcasters Mm -hmm. because they know it's going to be that that line everybody talks about. That was this um, of just (laughs) um, I forget my brother's here sometimes. Yes. Everyone does. So, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, and I mean, <laughs> I don't think that's going to be changing anytime soon. But um, he's uh, he's he's not. I mean, you know, him being here might be changing sometime soon. <laughs> what might be changing? Him being here. Oh well, I mean, maybe. Uh, Casey made a comment at the end, being like he's going to be a easier target now, which certainly does make sense to me. Like if he's, you know. Uh, people were protecting him because they were protecting Casey because they were worried about Nani coming after them, you know, thinking back to like Nelson uh, two weeks ago. And now there's a lot of different ways th- that we are not attaching these two or three mm-hmm. in- anymore. Did Nani call uh, Nani was like gave him a big hug when they reunited on the team together. And what she call him step bro or something like that. No, I did or, not. Well, not, that. not step bro. Brother in law. Yeah, brother-in-law would make more sense. Yeah, I, <laughs> not step bro. Step bro, <laughs> like uh, we're getting weird territory. <laughs> you never know, um, you know what connections might have come up. Uh, I, I don't know what happens here. <laughs> um, so I don't know what's going on with these other segments. We had um, uh, Olivia and Horacio who have been uh, getting along so well, and they're such a good team. You know, foreshadow. <sighs> she just trusts him more than she even trusts herself. How beautiful. What a, what a great dynamic. Uh, but Nani is uh, oh, just still trying to get Nani that win. Um, and they're just kind of like, you know, the old man and, and, you know, old mom and dad sitting around watching the kids babysitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, them flying under the radar. I thought, like, if this was a normal episode, this was, like, very ominous of them going into an elimination. So I'm curious if that holds true for them moving forward. Like, is this foreshadowing, uh, you know, them having difficulties coming up? Yeah, I was watching uh, with Joe on FaceTime, and he literally said they're either going in tonight or they're winning the challenge. So, mm-hmm. you know, that definitely was the vibe that we were uh, picking up there. Um, it started, the, I think the first one was a little bit of, you know, main the main foreshadowing shadowing that we had uh, with Fessel and Mariah, because Fessel is, you know, very frustrated because he just can't win. He's like, he's like, you know, I, I could have won two or three times. I might have lost two or three times. I'm like, it is three times. Don't worry. Like, we're keeping count. Um, <laughs> you, ha- you have lost more than twice. Um, um, and, you know, he's frustrated because he's such a good competitor, just as good as Bananas and Jordan, uh, but he just hasn't gotten the win yet. And he literally needs, you know, the the comforting of um, the person he's about to turn on, you know, in a day or two uh, to tell him to, you know, not be so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. We'll come back here, but I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> Vessel and Mariah seem like at this point to have, like, a really good relationship. She's, like, doing a lot of emotional labor, supporting him. And, like, Vessel's coming off very likable early in this episode for me. Um, sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I feel like I generally like him more than the average person, which is not saying a lot, but uh, definitely I feel like holds true in general. I would say I felt that way until about the time that they won and he started to get very, you know, 
mean uh, mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. her. Um, and I didn't really love all that, but we'll get into that. Uh, as far as um, the two of them go, I just before I forget this is um, Fessel was on the official challenge podcast and he made a comment that maybe we knew about this. Maybe we didn't, but need to flag it up that he says uh, they've maybe hung out like 10 times in their life before coming onto the challenge together. So we knew that they weren't like the bestest friends of all time, but only like 10 times, probably less. I mean, I don't find that that surprising. I feel like uh, people <laughs> like adult friendships are formed with like less than 10 times in general. Yeah. Of hanging out. Mm-hmm. Well, Again, more on them to come. And I'm really just kind of working backwards in my notes. I'm not sure why I went this route. But um, any any thoughts on Olivia, um, you know, jumping right back into a big old Nelson smooch when uh, they got back? Uh, no, I, I said last week on the podcast, I think that probably either Fessel or Olivia was uh, like not going to take it that hard, uh, considering the circumstances. I think hearing some of the stuff off the show uh maybe reminds me that Fessel like might have uh taken it a little bit harder but uh yeah Olivia just like as I expected like he was in a tough position and can't really you know fault Nelson too much here yeah I mean um quick thoughts on that from last week as I did not take any uh issue in Nelson picking Fessel I think that you know as far as this whole dynamic goes like with the three the, the two people that were in contention he just met Olivia um it's not like Olivia and Horacio have been winning all these challenges to like keep them safe and Fessel is somebody who was here every season with him and I do think I don't care about their history I think it makes a lot more sense to look forward rather than look backwards and keep somebody happy that you don't like. Fessel will easily win the next challenge look at he just did mm. and if this was still the same format you know what have turned right back on on or could have turned right back on nelson if that's the dynamic that nelson decided to set up so i mean yeah i have the the benefit of looking at this week as well but that's how i felt last <laughs> week too yeah exactly so um the last segment before the uh challenge itself gets started we're you know fi- uh, 45 minutes into this sh- the episode at this point but um we're getting into the tory and jordan and narice and uh it's going to play a little bit more oops i just hit my mic uh, later in the episode but um we're we're seeing you know a, a, a follow up on it's been a couple of weeks since we've seen tory and jordan and how they're doing we know that they were you know oh they're just so in love um you know but they're not actually going to be together they just love each other so much uh but now there's this new factor and Reese is kind of slipping her way in there oops yikes mm-hmm. yeah I thought this was like an interesting uh segment here interesting insight into like both Tori and Jordan where Tori's basically like I'm starting to think that like maybe we could rekindle things and I would be interested to hear if that was um like that confessional was filmed before like the blow up later or not uh because i think like it's in tory to you know like uh, play things up for a storyline but i in general uh, found myself sympathizing with tory a lot here so i think tory uh talking about how she has like these hopes of rekindling things as opposed to jordan and narice developing stuff was like pretty tough to watch yeah, um, I have been uh, in the Tory corner uh, all season. She's been very, um, you know, kind of low key so far. She, um, in the beginning of the season, was very open and vulnerable and talking about, you know, her, um, uh, you know, seeking therapy and getting help and all that kind of stuff. And um, especially with all the Jordan stuff, she's been very, you know, open about like I, I know I messed up with some stuff, but I still really care about him. And you know, they seem to have been uh, so far to this point just being adults about the whole situation and. Tori confiding in Anissa and then Nani who jumps into the conversation being like, look, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I I do really still, you know, feel this way. And I think he might a little bit, too. But who knows? Um, But the Narice factor is going to add an 
obviously a twist and I guess we'll we'll save that for uh later in the episode when when they're going to uh you know uh things get a little hmm. bit more heated. The thing uh, that I also found interesting here and I feel like I flagged it up earlier in the season and it came back um when like Olivia and Nerese are talking and Olivia's like yeah but you're not friends with Tori like you should go for it like you should do this and then she's talking in confessional like this will be bad for Nerese's game and it's like oh that's interesting because Olivia like has no reason really to hurt like Nerese who's her friend and Nelson who she's you know like canoodling with scheme like there's no reason for her to do that uh yeah i knew it was gonna uh but so um like you know there's no reason for her to hurt that game uh but she's like being a little shady here and i flagged it up earlier when she was like going into a room and like stoking the flames with i think it was like anisa after michelle did that and they're allegedly working together and i know michelle even like brought that up on a podcast recently and i think olivia is just like kind of unnecessarily shady uh at points with her own allies like i don't think that there's any game reason here um, yeah, I guess that makes sense. And I can, I, I, um, I don't know. I hadn't really <laughs> looked at it from Olivia's perspective. I feel like this is so shady, but like when it's somebody like Olivia, I'm like, you have no agency in the game. So like, I don't really, I'm not paying much attention <laughs> to, uh, how you're trying to like, you know, like, I don't know if this is like a friendship level thing that, you know, she's being one way versus the other or not, but I guess I just wasn't paying her much mind. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, well, um, yeah, she's just so happy with, uh, you know, uh, Nellie T that, you know, doesn't matter what anybody else does. Bad advice, good advice, it all, uh, it all, uh, yeah, bad advice to screw his game. Who matters? What matters? Whatever, whatever works. Um, this challenge that we're going to get to that's also going to take a significant portion of the episode because we have no elimination to get to, um, is going to be a mini final that's called Hall or Nothing. And, uh, you happy to see the mini final back here? Love it. I love a mini final. Always give me a mini final. I'm very happy. Um, I feel like it was uh, interesting to see how these teams were going to be doing for sure. Uh, Obviously, a little bit of the weight is taken out of that when it's like, all right, well, these teams don't matter at all. So like how they did uh, is not of much consequence moving forward, but love a mini final. Um, Unless, like you mentioned, uh, if there's a chance that they ever come back together in the future. I just feel like worthwhile to see them. It just feels like that's how it like should be and has to be but then what like let's say kenny goes into an elimination and gets sent home then like casey has to go home also because he lost but then like what was the point of splitting them up yeah i don't know um (laughs) they're not being you know well it's just probably on purpose very very forthcoming with how this is all going to play out so um i imagine that we still have some time to go uh in the season maybe at least another you know certainly another month if not you know maybe almost two months uh so we'll see but mm-hmm. um what's with the horses on the field did you see those yeah it was like all right like get ready and i was like they're gonna run like straight into, into this horse. the horses <laughs> like, like mm. charging towards a horse like i wouldn't do that what if no it, yeah like, if it gets scared and charges back towards yeah it. like fessy you're not that big <laughs> pass um so, yeah, this is a fun mini final with a bunch of different checkpoints. And, you know, it plays out exactly as you pretty much would have expected. Um, we had said back when we saw Fessel and Mariah do well in the barrel challenge the first time around, this is a strong team. Like, they could do some damage uh, here. And you obviously have teams like Jordan and Anissa that Anissa immediately says, look, we know how this is going to go. I'm not going to be the best runner, so we're just going to try to make it you know, the best of what we can do here. So, um, you know, if this is the final and we're, we're walking away with Fessel and Mariah as the winners, I'm glad that this is not uh, the outcome of the season. Mariah seems great, but I don't need uh, the Fessel win. I just, I, as much as I'm uh, kind of agreeing with what you said of like not disliking him a whole lot, 
to a certain extent. Um, don't need that to be the winning team of mm-hmm. um, a season that I've been enjoying so much so far. Um, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this was a lot of fun. Um, I, I do think that there was a problem where uh, like teams just fell so far behind, and I don't know like how that could be helped. I like that it was a six-mile course, um, but I'm just a little bit nervous for some of these players like in a final, if this is how it's going to be. Uh, so I feel like we definitely saw like who rises like above the group in this. Yeah, um, and... That was for the most part Fessel and Mariah, um, uh, Nelson. I couldn't get Nelson's name out. Yep. Nelson and Norris <laughs> and Tori and Devin that were like mm-hmm. the three teams that seemed consistently uh, in the front of the pack. I was, I guess, a little bit surprised uh, that Casey and Kenny weren't doing as well as I thought that they might have when I, you know, picked Casey um, first pick yet again and uh, figured that the two, you know, uh, Kenny's probably just uh, another, you know, the male version of Casey or whatever, and uh, Kenny seemed to be struggling a little bit. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually really impressed with Mariah because one thing I know about like if you have let's like if you're carrying something in general, but like uh, a stretcher is like an easy example of this, like what they're doing. Um, whoever has like the lower point is going to be carrying most of the weight. And Fessel was not adjusting so that he could carry more of it. And so a lot of the time it looked like Mariah was actually probably carrying the vast majority of the weight um, with what they were doing since he he was like putting it on his shoulders and making his side higher. So uh, the fact that she was doing that and like still keeping pace at the beginning was really impressive. I mean, she is built like she oh, yeah. is. She is certainly, you know, and, and we didn't know anything about her coming into the season. So it's not like we could be like, how did nobody pick her earlier? Um, it's she's certainly somebody that if are, are we getting Mariah back again? I mean, no. Right. But if she does surprisingly find her way back to the show, I would certainly expect to see, you know, that she's got going to find success. Uh, I mean, if her and bananas are still an item, uh, I don't know because I do remember him like telling Morgan like this isn't gonna work if we both do reality TV. Um, but uh, I could see like maybe that was just situational with like their relationship uh, because in general you would think like want to spend time together and maybe she gets the call because of that. And then if the opposite happens and they're not together and bananas says I'm not going to come unless Mariah is not there and then mm-hmm. she'll never be back mm-hmm. ever again. Yeah. Uh... So. <laughs> As uh, someone on Twitter was definitely outlining quite a bit. Who? Polly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about Mariah because I saw that she was tweeting a lot, but I didn't remember to no. actually go in and see what she was talking about. So I, I don't know what she's got going on. But I do think she was talking a lot about uh, Fessel not being a great person. So We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, so I don't know what else is going on in the challenge. So um, again, those three teams seem like they were in the lead uh, for the majority of it. I guess um, a highlight, if this is what you will call it, is Bananas and Nani failing on a puzzle that like they probably have done 300 times in their challenge career, um, maybe 600 for Bananas in his double the amount of seasons that he's been on, and just deciding, you know what, we're going to turn this into a comedy show. Yeah, um, funny that, like, every checkpoint felt like a survivor puzzle that Jay and Michelle, like, probably would have done really well on, uh, R.I.P. Um, but, yeah, Bananas and Nani just, like, really struggle and, like, make a joke of it, and Nani's like, no, like, we really do care, and I thought it was, like, fun, um, to watch, obviously it would have been a lot heavier if this was a real final, but, uh, funny to see for sure. Yeah, uh, they, you know, (laughs) totally 
did something weird uh, in the first part where they were with the barrels um, <laughs> did not work. Uh, the puzzle did not work to the point where they just did not even get past that. Like they just decided at that point, mm-hmm. you know what? We're chilling here because we know everybody else is far ahead um, and, and there's no point. So sure. Um, I guess when you're bananas and Nani, you can get away with turning it into a comedy routine because uh, you know, you're not going to get, you know, uh, from TJ being like, I'm so disappointed in you guys. You didn't try. Like he's not saying that to Johnny bananas. So you can do whatever you want when your name is Johnny bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I didn't even catch Did Jordan and Nisa pass them. I didn't even catch if they finished uh, bananas. Yeah. Bananas and, and Nani were the only one left at that station. Yeah. Uh, so everybody well, that else was, was at thing. least getting to the tires. Like uh, at a certain point, like, Fessel and Mariah finished this entire challenge before anyone even started checkpoint three. So like uh, it's over. Just like call it a day. Yeah. What was that about? So Tori and Devin are like, you know, giving a confessional where Devin's being like, no, I don't think they won yet. It's like, where are they then? Yeah. You're talking to the camera. What do you mean? I almost was like thinking that maybe he thought someone else um, had won or like, why did they stop down? But yeah, uh, maybe they were just like, all right, like pause here. And maybe that like happens every so often in a final where they're just like, all right, like we need to take a break because like something else happened. But um, and like, you know, they pause everyone exactly where they are. But maybe um, uh, who knows? Yeah, he seemed to not think that they had finished. So weird. And then he like takes a walk over. He's like, oh, no, the tires are there. They had green tires. They're they're done. (laughs) Dude, this is is, you are off. but uh, another headline happening in this challenge here, which is going to uh, really, uh, you know, blow up afterwards, is that Olivia and Horacio are not working the best together. Horacio, um, in the beginning of the episode, tells us about when he was younger and playing soccer. You know, he really took losses pretty hard. And, you know, he's trying to work on that, but uh, didn't quite get to that uh, here in this loss that they, they took here. He just kind of walks right off and leaves Olivia in a pretty emotional state, feeling like she's just been abandoned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always going to be pretty rough. I do feel like uh, they definitely struggled here, and I feel like Horacio thought that, um, like, left to his own devices, probably could have performed very well here. But uh, it's going to be a struggle for them moving forward. You know, if they had to continue working as a pair, to see like that, Horacio cannot uh, adjust once like Olivia is struggling in a challenge. Yeah, I mean, again, if this is a mini final, if this is the real final, I mean, they're not looking as strong as they do in eliminations. You know, they mm. they work oh. so well together in eliminations. <laughs> yeah, like, they work so well with the rest of the house helping them in eliminations. That was not every time, was it? It was only two out of three times. Only two out of three times. One time <laughs> they did well on their own. Yeah. But, I mean, I have a lot of faith in them as a team. I think they're both, you know... Uh, you know, they just look strong. They 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 usually communicate well together. Um, but this is also their first taste of a final. You know, a mini final. It's it, you know, the, there are people out here who have been doing this uh, up and down, left and right for a long time. And even the people that have been doing it for only like you know the past two years, can, you know, with uh, the Casey's and Fessels, they they have the hang of it by now of what's expected of them. Um, so when you're new and you jump right into it, you don't know what, where the finish line's coming. You don't know you know how to manage the stress and pacing yourself and figuring out like how you want to attack all this stuff so i get that they didn't you know communicate the best and even like amber and chauncey like amber has also had the experience of winning a final um but they didn't you know they weren't moving as fast as everybody else which i don't know if that's because of a puzzle situation or just whatever it was um so you know you you just kind of saw the experience uh and and as i say that i'm picturing bananas and nani laying down you know not doing anything so mm. uh take that with a grain of salt but the, uh, there was a, a factor of that into it I yeah say. no for sure i mean i think that they are like a good team who has a lot of potential in the future but uh i don't think that it is 
realized yet, for sure. Sure. So um, the challenge ends and Fessel and Mariah have won. TJ announces we're switching it up. No more rider dies. Um, we're going to have two teams with each rider die split up onto opposite teams. And that's that. Mm, yeah. And I feel like at this point, I'm like very curious how they're actually going to split this up. I think I probably thought that it was going to be a draft, but um, more like in the moment. I didn't think that we were to get like the actual overnight, like you get to go debate it, but Mm -hmm. then also for some reason, go do a draft. Like why did they even show each other their cards um, in the deliberation? But I guess we just needed to fill airtime. This is, I mean, they, they fully, you know, had this all planned. Of course, where to the point, you know, we've gotten rid of what uh, 16 people already, and we still have so much time left. We have to Mm -hmm. make this, you know, as drawn out as, as we can. So, um, you know, I fully believe that they had this planned of, you know, we we're going to the elimination uh, place and whatever the hell that arena is called this year. Do do you know? I just read arena, so I don't know. Okay. Um, (laughs) It's called something different every season. And I just, it could be the arena for all I know. It could be. I feel like somewhere around, I don't know, like my third challenge season, I just stopped paying attention. Sometimes it's like, you know, sometimes you pay attention. Sometimes it's got like a big sign up there that you see every week, but I don't know. It's um, something not like, uh, you know, it doesn't stand out because otherwise usually I remember. It never does. It's always a different version of the same word. So um, I think they've gotten like a little more tame after they had like one or two problematic ones. <laughs> well, challenge never does anything problematic. <laughs> So um, we're going to get to the, you know, uh, eventually the the big dramatic, you know, ending to the episode is the two teams being split, which is going to be Fessel on one side, Mariah on the other. So uh, throughout the rest of the episode here, it's going to be a lot of, you know, them deciding and and trying to plan their two teams out. Um, And the main storyline going on here is that Fessel is ready to just be like, screw Mariah. I don't care about her. I'm hoping that she fails and falls on her face here. Um, I have no loyalty to her. I want to win and do well. Yeah, it wasn't the vibe that I got immediately. The vibe that I got was like, all right, um, like, I still care about Mariah. Like, not even like that, but just like not anything malicious. Just like, all right, we're going to have to figure this out. And like, obviously, I want to set myself up better. Um, and But like nothing like, all right, screw her. Like, I'm done with her, uh, at least on the show. I will speculate rather quickly here that um, Fessel and Bananas have never been best friends as far as... I can recall, and I could be making that up. Have they not been on a season together? That'd be so embarrassing um, if I just said that. I think his first season. Maybe, right? Um, I just, I feel like, you know, especially outside the show, like, when have they ever contacted each other? Like, that's not a pairing. And, and, you know, Nelson and Bananas are on the same page of just, like, they seem to try to not make it, uh, you know, the feud that it once was with the Young Bucks versus Bananas um, all those years ago, and they try to be cordial and whatever. Last time with Nelson Mm -hmm. throwing them in changed that, but uh, Fessel's more on Nelson's side of this also. I don't know. I don't know if Mariah being linked to Bananas and them being some kind of couple in the house has made him feel a certain type of way about her but i did get the vibe that he was just like not being like i'm done with her i literally don't give a crap about her but being like i'm ready to not have to play the game with her anymore like let her just go figure this out while i focus on me myself and not you anymore yeah i mean we could talk about now like some of mariah's tweets apparently uh mariah tweeted i trusted fessy to be a good friend but instead when we were walking back from the mini final i asked him if i could uh talk to make fair teams and he said i brought you here i became and then at that point she became super sick he said not my partner not my problem (laughs) and uh basically she said real tea will be spilled on like bananas podcast and uh like she used to defend him but uh yeah he just he was saying in the house like how he carried her and stuff like that so i think mariah and fessel are not on great terms anymore i mean we've been hearing from 
all of Fessel's partners over the past couple of seasons that he's not a good partner. He doesn't encourage anybody. He doesn't, you know, try to work well with anybody. Is is I right? I'm I'm not for, mm-hmm. misremembering that. That's that's like Anissa would get frustrated with him. Um, so no surprise uh, to hear that kind of thing. And um, that's again where all of any kind of goodwill that Fessel was building up in the season for me kind of is out the door here because that's just you know uh, necessary. Yeah, it sucks. Um, Again, like, they have only, like, known each other for so long. It's not as if they're coming in and are, like, you know, brother and sister like Casey and Kenny. So I didn't expect this to be, like, the closest of relationships. But I didn't think he would actively be, like, you know, the moment it's over. Like, all right, screw you. Goodbye. Go home. Uh, So that was weird, especially because, like, it doesn't make sense for a game perspective where, um, like, sure, this mix-up happens now, but... Even I'm already like, all right, will they come back together? Like, she may vote in people on his team. So, like, maybe let's not piss her off immediately. I mean, we're going to see this night out here um, where we get some uh, dance, dance, we're falling apart. That was a (laughs) great song pick. Um, Spot on. Great. Yeah, thank you. Um, And... Um, Amber's like, oh, Chauncey, like, would you ever say my name? Like, it's fine if you have to. Like, I want you to play the game. I want you to do well. Um, and it's like, no, Chauncey's not the one saying his partner's name. That will be Mariah, and she will so <laughs> happily say his name um, as soon as she has the opportunity to. So, you know, that'll be something to look out for. Olivia and Horacio potentially could have been a team that you consider along those lines, but there was an apology made, and they seem to mend the fences there. So it really is just Fessel and Mariah that are standing out here as, you know, if there's going to be a team that uh, f- in one way or another, like, turns on the other that it's them mm-hmm. yeah apparently uh chauncey was even on like the challenge podcast i don't know if it was last week or the week before um and said that uh like amber wasn't even really like sure about doing the season but said that she would do it because she wanted chauncey to have the opportunity um so i'm curious if we'll see amber moving forward after this but uh i think that uh yeah fessel and mariah seem to be at odds especially like given the outside context which I also like find that like a little weird <laughs> like, for Amber and Chauncey to just like, I mean, not weird. I don't know how to describe the way I feel about that. Just like, yeah. um, so like I did this cool show and I won all this money and it's really cool. But like, I don't really care if I go back again, but like, you should do it. You should totally try. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, and like, who is Chauncey? Like, I don't, I don't know who this man is. Uh, like, it's not like he's been bringing the most excitement to the season. It just seems like she fell in love uh, with this seemingly very sweet guy and was like, go play the challenge. Like we have a pass to, we can, let's go, let's go do it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I, I mean, if... they seem like a strong couple. I would be wary about like sending my significant other to be on the challenge at all times. Uh, right. But you know, especially like they're not like the most established relationship in the world. Um, but they seem good. Obviously, I feel like he's just, like so excited to be there, and uh, she like wanted to give him that opportunity. So like that's awesome. That's great. Uh, but and I can you know she has had a rough go of it on her seasons of the challenge. So not entirely surprising that she's not you know thrilled to be there at every moment of the day. But um, I don't know. I think we'll see Amber back still. Yeah, um, but to keep in the Fessel and, and Mariah of it all, Fessel talks to Casey uh, while they're out that night, and Mariah's talking to Bananas uh, a bit about, you know, all of how this is playing out. Was there anything significant for you in these conversations? No, about what I expected, you know, I figured, like, even though, like, Casey has had experience working with Fessel as her partner, seems like she is not over it, ready to work together again moving forward, and then made sense for uh, Bananas to want to be on Mariah's team here as well because i I just also don't know how much he wants to work with fessy 
All right. Um, well, so let's swing back to the Tori and Devin of it all. In a, uh, Tori and Devin. Tori and Jordan mm-hmm. of it all. Well, Devin was kind of there um, in a second. But let's get to the deliberation, which is, you know, pretty soon after uh the, the, the night out scenes um, and we go to this you know we're, we're back in the same area where you know the teams usually call in the other four teams and you got Fessel on one side and Mariah on the other and they have these really cool uh, you know little chess type pieces that I'm like I wish I had these for like the drafts to like you know <laughs> just uh, sort everybody out in front of me um, it looks like a cool little board and you know they're going back and forth if I want this person I want that person and this is where you know Fessel's making these comments like well I brought you here and I get you know like, shut up yeah what, like, what is wrong with you why like what what makes you think that's a good thing to say like broadcast it on television that's not a good look so my thing is I have no problem with him like all right, like, let's play ball. And where he says basically like, oh, you think you're going to get like Jordan and bananas? Like, I'll give you bananas if you give me Jordan. Like, that's all fair game. I think that's fine. But the, yeah, like, I brought you here. And like, basically implying like, I'm going to do whatever I want and like, screw you. I don't care about you uh, was a rough look. And and it was like Fessel was like, oh, well, you picked Jordan. So that's so I get to make every other decision because you picked the strongest player in the game. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Yeah. What does that a rough- mean? It was a rough move. Um, again, I, I don't disagree with, like, you know, trying to make an aggressive move and, like, taking bananas in order to try to uh, get what you want ultimately. But, uh, you know, Mariah's not willing to ultimately give up Jordan there. Yeah, sure. Like, sure. Uh, Jordan, one, to, uh, one side bananas and the other. That's fine. But, like, the way the festival was, like, you know... Uh, like even in that moment, I, I didn't see the board, so I don't know exactly how he mm-hmm. had his team structured. But Mariah's looking down like that's not happening, and Fessy's like, "Well, you pick Jordan, and <laughs> so I get everybody that I want." <laughs> yeah, I think it's just tough. I think that the way that this draft went, um, ultimately, why snake drafts are so much better, and instead of actually just like going back and forth, I think it was kind of tough. Like it was a very top-heavy draft where like you needed to get the. Um, first couple picks to go exactly your way or because like the bottom were pretty even. And so like, that's really not going to just like decide anything on these teams. Right. Um, I'm tempted to just go right into like the picks. Uh, do you want to get to that now or come back to it later? Um, yeah, up let's to you. Which way would you, what'd you say? Let's go to, let's go to the, <laughs> okay. <picks. laughs> um, all right. So when we get to the uh, big, you know, dramatic moment of the episode and we're going to see how these picks play out, we're out there on the arena, uh, whatever that arena is called this season. Um, we have some, uh, I, I like the, I will survive montage that leads us into it. It's just so dramatic. Um, <laughs> even TJ's coin flip. So dramatic. Um, My favorite part of that is he's like, all right, Fessel, you will be the 50 because F <laughs> like, oh, yeah, obviously because <laughs> like, F like because F and and I wish that like like probes would lean into like that stupidity uh, <laughs> of like, you know, say like like acknowledging that this is very stupid or the editors would acknowledge that it's very stupid. But they take probes so seriously as much as he does himself. And TJ does it the right way. You know, let's make this as stupid as possible because F for Fessel, F for 50. So yep. there we go. That's why TJ is uh, still doing pretty well out there. Happy birthday, TJ Lavin, as of uh, yesterday. Oh, there we go. Say happy birthday. Happy birthday. He I'm, is he going to say happy birthday to me? Yes. On right. January 1st in like three weeks. Mm, He's going to. We'll see about that. Otherwise, he doesn't get one next year. Look at me knowing your birthday. <laughs> um, that's called growth because I forgot it in a couple of podcasts ago. You did. 
Um, but now I will never again. So uh, the picks are going to come in uh, where uh, 50 Fessel picks first, and he's going to take Casey, which puts Kenny on Mariah's team. Mariah picks Jordan, which puts Anissa on Fessel's team. So all of this is going according to plan. Um, and then is this where, you know, it's like, ooh, interesting because Fessel does pick bananas? Mm, yeah, I think so. Uh, my first question, though, is does this go any differently if Mariah has the first pick? No, Mariah picks Jordan. Yeah, I think so. I think that Fessel still picks Casey. I do think that she ends up getting bananas, though. Because she would have the next pick. Yeah. And she picks bananas. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that coin flip really decided this uh, team situation quite a bit here. Yeah. Um. But then, like, as we're going to, you know, see how the rest of the, the teams, the team, whatever, the picks play out, Um. you know, there's a lot of attention brought on to, like, this team is so small, that team is so big. Did you think it was, like, as deep as they were making it sound? Uh, kind of. I feel like just, like, size-wise, like, Fessel's so big. Chauncey is so big. Nelson is really big. Um, Whereas, like, the stronger guys on their team, like, Horacio and, like, Jordan, like, they're still not huge guys. It's Horacio, Devin, Jordan, and... Kenny. Kenny. So, okay. <laughs> um, You have agile players. You yes. have puzzle players people you have jordan you know like as much as you know i I don't want to hype him up he's the first pick for a reason um and the other team is sure fessel strong in a lot of like the daily challenges so and you know we're still at that phase of the game um but like i mean yeah chauncey's big but what has he done so far yeah no it's for sure i do think that um there's definitely a number of daily challenges that like either of these teams could win i'm like trying to think back like the problem is on like what these big team challenges are going to be because they're not generally going to be like okay you know like jump from car to car like as a team usually that's more of like an individual repairs challenge Mm -hmm. so um i do feel like the team challenges do start to tend to be like a little more physical or at least running um so i am curious to see if uh fessel's team does still have the advantage there but uh it's possible for either team to be doing well here yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, I I obviously you know I get like Devin's like, oh well, they have fifty pounds on us, or, or I, mean, I think he says five hundred pounds, uh, five hundred pounds on us. I mean, yeah, there there are certainly some people over there that are a little bit bigger um, than you know specifically the That's guys. Are so much. <laughs> yeah, but like I don't know. I mean, when like look look at challenge winners. Like I mean, bananas wins challenges. Jordan wins challenges. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I think they were making it seem uh, a little bit more, uh, you know, insane of the difference in the teams than it was. But I would also be curious. I will be curious to hear Mariah when she gets on to Banana's podcast to ha- f- see how she feels about her team, like coming out of that pick. I mean, I'm sure she'll talk about it at the top of the next episode, but you know, uh, Fessel was very much trying to make sure that her team was not strong. And I don't think it's that terrible. No, I don't think it's that terrible. I, don't know that there is like a combination of people uh that really would have been that awful i feel like we've talked a lot about how um in the teams were pretty fair at least as far as dailies went uh, you know i think that obviously the <laughs> this daily in particular showed that maybe the finals were not an even match uh in total but uh i think that it would have been pretty hard to just throw together like an absolutely awful team with who we have left here right um I, that's exactly it it's just you know we're down to the top uh, the last what it was eight teams or whatever it was that so sixteen of the strongest players still in the game. Um, and you can't really even like who's who's weak here. I mean, well, I 
Yeah, well, I, I I would say probably Kenny. I would say that Kenny and Anissa were the picks that like both of them were trying to avoid, and that's why they end up being the first two picks on the board. Like mm-hmm. as good as Casey and Jordan are, it was more, uh, even more about like avoiding uh, the others on your team. Yeah, I think Bananas literally said to Mariah like, as long as you don't have to deal with Anissa, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> just uh, find a way to do to, to avoid that. But, um, yeah. So I mean, looking at these teams, I, I didn't want to pull it back up on the Wikipedia page. Um, It'll be interesting to see, you know, who ends up going into uh, elimination if we have, um, I mean, we don't know, you know, is it going to be a men's or a women's elimination? But looking at Mariah's team, if there's a men's elimination, you're going to have uh, Kenny, Jordan, Horacio, and Devin to choose from. Um, Kenny certainly stands out as the weak link there. Mm-hmm. Jordan stands out as the strongest. Devin and Horacio kind of in the middle. Devin's got the experience. Horacio seems good in eliminations. Yeah. No, I would totally agree with that. I think that it's... Uh definitely up for debate i think kenny probably like you said stands out as yeah. the probable first boot there on the men's side but we'll see the men on uh fessel's team are fessel bananas chauncey and uh nelson so rank them um i probably have chauncey at the bottom mm-hmm. i Same. just it, mostly i just don't know like his skill set and so that's mm-hmm. where i have to go um and then for the rest like it really comes down to what elimination you give me um i probably just like elimination like unseen probably have nelson next mm-hmm. yeah and then like what fessel bananas or bananas fessel i think that's like up for debate really depending on what they get I'll probably give the edge to bananas but also maybe because i give him the edge of staying out of elimination Mm, At this point in the game, I feel like there's a lot of bananas numbers still on the board. I do agree with that in general. I was looking through and like, and that's the thing, like Olivia and Horacio, like probably should be working um, with like the newer players or even like, you know, the Fessels and Nelsons where they were aligning themselves with the newer players. Mm-hmm. But I don't really trust Olivia and Horacio all that much to um, necessarily stick with those numbers. Sure. Um, on the women's side, I'll start with Fessel's team. You have uh, Casey and Anissa and Olivia and Tori. Um, I certainly want to say Anissa is the weakest of those women, but also in eliminations usually pulls through. So um, mm-hmm. is Olivia the weakest there? I would I would say Olivia, personally. I guess, yeah. Olivia, um, probably then Anissa, and then I would put Tori and Casey you know, at the top and probably... Mm-hmm. Casey never goes into eliminations, though, so I don't really know. I still think that. she beats Tori. Um, probably. And then on the other side, on Mariah's side, you have Mariah and Nani and Amber and Narice, which is a very interesting side of um, uh, for the women there. I think um, certainly Amber stands out. Yeah, in what way? In, in, in a good way. I feel like, you know, as a challenge champ, as uh, has won a good amount of eliminations, if I'm recalling correctly. Um, Nani stands out probably on the bottom for me, does not do Ooh. well in eliminations. Yeah, I think that she can get flustered, which is a problem. I think that Nani definitely could find herself, uh, you know, freaking out in an elimination, not doing super well. I think that, unfortunately for Nani, uh, like, Norris is the only one that I could think of that's smaller. I believe Amber has, like, height on her even. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, like, maybe there, but Norris is really good at puzzles and at, like, uh, endurance. So I don't know that I have, like, an exact ranking for these four women. I mean, I know I'm sitting here talking about how I think Mariah is so strong, but, like, Amber has so much more experience in like three short seasons in elimination. So mm-hmm. I would put Amber at the top followed by Mariah, then Narice and then Nani. Okay. Yeah. I think that's fair. So, 
I don't know. Uh, remains to be seen how that all plays out. Uh, any uh, care at all about Tori and Devin being last picked, if that's the technical way to look at it? No, I mean, they, I believe, even said on one of the podcasts that um, it was because, like, they're one of the more even teams. And that's why, like, Olivia and Rossio fell to the bottom, too. Like, it, like whether you get Tori or Devin, like, you'll be fine. Right. I mean, you're picking a good player, but you're also handing off a good player. So mm-hmm. that was certainly a big factor in, you know, the early teams. Like, exactly like you said, you pick uh, two strong players, Casey and Jordan, and then you pass off two weaker players to the other side. So, yeah, exactly. Um, anything else on all that before we swing back around to the drama? Um, not really. I'm interested for sure to see how it goes. I, I do think, like we said, if Mariah had ended up with first pick, that this could have gone differently. And if this had been a snake draft, this also could have been, um, definitely more interesting. Do you think there were any like mistakes in terms of, uh, like picks here? Do you think that anyone went in an order that they maybe should not have been? I don't even know how to answer that question. <laughs> that requires like an extra like 20 minutes of thinking about this deeply. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like, you know, close to perfect. But uh, ultimately, you know, it's splitting hairs. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to give them the credit and say it was per. I think Bananas right. was coaching Mariah enough. And I trust his strategic brain, given the field and given all of this. And then um, I don't think Fessel is... Uh, as big of a moron in uh, the strategy <laughs> sense as he is, especially in the partner sense. But there you go. So I think I think it's fine. Um, Tori and Jordan drama with uh, Narice being the uh, you know third uh, the well not the third that that would be a different story. But um, you know the the, uh, <laughs> the introduction to this um, not not a couple anymore that is causing some uh, drama within the house because Jordan is very happy to cuddle with somebody who he's just so comfortable with and so happy to be kissing and cuddling and all this stuff. And uh, Tori and Jordan have been doing well. They've been you know wrestling. They've been laying in bed together. Apparently Tori's been naked. Like, I don't know. I don't need all these details, but they're going to share them. So we're going to talk about them. Um, So I don't know. Jump right in. It was wild. I mean, we get that Tori and Jordan have been wrestling like in bed, out of bed. Um, Mm -hmm. So I definitely found this surprising to see, like, especially when Jordan and Narice are just like cuddling and kissing, like pretty much like in the open in front of Tori. I thought that was um, an interesting choice, but uh, like, I'm not super surprised. I think Tori even um, spoiled it like on the challenge uh, podcast that uh, Narice and Jordan would end up becoming an item on the season. But um, it is definitely wild to see it happening right in front of Tori's face. Yeah, and as I said, I've been I feel like I've been on Tori's side and it's easy to be on Tori's side when the opposite side is Jordan's side. Mm-hmm. Um so you know, when we're going to get to their conversation about all of it and Jordan's like, "Well, it's not nice to see this happening in front of you, like, you know, implying, you know, when he was seeing this happen, probably specifically referencing with Tori and uh, Fessy back when, you know, all of that was leaking online, that the two of them were canoodling and whatever. Um, and, and maybe more times that I just or whatever else I, I'm not thinking about or don't know about off the mm-hmm. top of my head. Um, and Tori's like, we're still talking about that, which, like, I fully agree with. Like, really? Like, that's what you're pointing to? Like, we've been we've we've talked about all that stuff that's in the past. Like, you are doing this here in this moment. And, you know, it's like, no, we're we're not together, but it doesn't make it any more comfortable for me that, you know, we've been, it's, it's exactly, you know, as she explains, like we've been in bed together. I have been fully exposed to you like back in not, you know, we're, we're not doing this in the way of like getting back together, but we've been vulnerable with each other all throughout this season to the point of like, it kind of was back when we were together. And now just to see, you know, you're 
doing other stuff with other with with somebody else in the house. It's just not fun to watch. And Jordan, who you know, seems is is very eager to throw all the blame onto her and make it seem like this is all her fault for like I, I don't know. It's just I'm, I'm I I could not uh, understand a single thing Jordan was saying and and mm-hmm. the way he was trying to justify it. Um, I don't disagree in terms of him saying that like. Tori does uh, blow up. Tori does go off. If Tori feels bad, you need to feel bad. Like, I think that that is probably true. And I can see that uh, from like Tori's interactions on the show in general. But um, when he's like, oh, like it does suck to watch someone. It's like, all right, then turn the TV off, buddy. Like you weren't in the room. Um, So I think that there is a difference for sure where um, like Tori is on a season without Jordan where versus like Jordan and Tori are on a season together and they're in the same room. So like, even if he was, um, developing something with Norris and it was, uh, just like make doing their best to make sure that Tori was not around, I would have less of a problem with, but, um, uh, at the same time, like you said, you can't see anything. I think that, uh, he's not wrong in like remembering why their relationship did not work in the first place like in the in you know the the big picture here is it a problem that jordan is hooking up with somebody else because his ex you know fiance is in the same house as him um no like they're not together they're not you know they're they're not in a relationship and they don't seem to have had a conversation being like oh let's maybe get back together and then jordan stomped on the hopes and dreams of all of that by doing this with narice instead um but it does just obviously make tori uncomfortable and the, from what it seemed like to me it was just that you know she was being visibly upset about it and he was like well you're just throwing a tantrum and you know just because you're upset about it then you know you have to drag all the rest of us into it it's like no she's just upset about it and it seems like maybe you were trying to do the mature thing both of you and have this conversation but when she starts getting upset because of the reason she's obviously upset here because of what is happening. Um, it's, he just, I don't know. It looked to me like he was just getting very defensive quickly, just being like, well, you know, you did the same thing to me, so I don't care if I do this to you. Um, yeah. and it's, you know, it, 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 like Tori says in confessional being like, well, if we can't have a mature conversation about something like this and it's just going to turn into big arguments, then, you know, we, we may not just have a future as friends and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I think that, Ultimately, also, I was going to say that, like, uh, really, maybe we just like whichever of you knew that, like, you were not going to get be back to get, get back together. Um, like, Tori seemed to think that there was this possibility, at least in a confessional earlier. Um, but like, if Jordan had in his mind like the whole time, then like maybe we shouldn't be cuddling. Maybe we shouldn't be naked in bed together. Maybe we shouldn't like all of those things. <laughs> you know, like draw the line. Uh, and I think letting that line be crossed was the bigger mistake than. Uh, pursuing anything with Maurice. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be interesting to see going forward for these two because um, Tori is right now stepped into the spotlight of like the mainstay woman challenger on the show. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah, I would say so. Um, and Jordan is very much back in the mix. He, you know, got his one season slap on the wrist, two season slap on the wrist, and now he's back. And, um, you know, they're just back in each other's orbit. So unless one of them decides, well, you know, I'll, I'll bow back out so that we don't have to be together here. Um, they're around each other a lot. And this is going to become something that, that either both of them have to deal with, or one of them will step out on. And I, you know, would hate to see that happen, at least for Tori, because she, again, she's been working so hard on herself um, to, you know, get through a lot of the struggles she's been going through with all of this. Um, so to, to be like, Oh, well, Jordan's back. So now I'm, you know, it's making me, not happy as a person that I I just can't do this anymore and be around him. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. 
It's, yeah, I mean, I would love to see him take a step back, but um, for, for many reasons. Back, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, not that we've discussed it. I can't remember if they're both on like the world's cast. But yeah, I think that they probably are going to be in each other's orbit for a little while moving forward. Yeah, 39, 40, like they're just, they're, yep. you know, Jordan makes a comment being like, you know, I'm, uh, you know, joking on bananas being like, you're on your uh, come down, I'm on my come up. I'm like, well, you've already won like, you know, 14 challenges, Jordan. So, you know, you're not, I mean, he hasn't, of course, gotten to bananas' number yet. So I'm sure he's uh, hoping to, you know, someday get there. But, um, Point being that he's not going anywhere unless MTV decides he's not going anywhere um, mm-hmm. or that he is going somewhere else. Um, and Tori's around for now, and that's it. So we'll see how this all plays out. Um, I have nothing else uh, to really talk about at the moment. I uh, unfortunately have a little, a little bit of a heart out. So um, mm. anything else for you? I'm just going to go watch something. Yeah, it's got to go watch something. Um, no, I'm good to um, move on from this week. You know, non-elimination, which normally we'd be pretty upset about, but I think is still a good enough episode out of this week. Right. I think this was a perfectly fine episode for a filler episode. So, you know, yeah. not the most exciting <laughs> television, but um, it'll hold us over until um, assuming we'll get an elimination back on track next week and we'll see how that all uh, plays let's out. Let's hope. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, you are doing another podcast this week. I know that's true. Mm, yes, I am talking about uh, Too Hot to Handle over on uh, the RHAP wrap-ups, the Hot Dummies on Islands feed. So that should be a lot of fun. Definitely check that out. Um, and anything else I'm doing is over on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally. Yep. Um, I'm on Twitter at Matt Ligori and also I'm doing something else this week. Um, I will be on a podcast. You were on uh, not a couple of weeks or but only but a couple of weeks ago. I'm um, going to talk some Survivor with the BJ boys um, this week. Ooh. So um, hopping on with uh, Derek and Sam over on the Bitter Jurors to talk about a very fun episode of Survivor. Like I don't talk about Survivor much, but like when I do, I get a fun episode. Like how? Yeah. Exciting. Wow. Lucky. How exciting is that? Um, so I'm excited to talk about this uh, previewing uh, the last episode of Survivor, the latest episode into the finale that we're coming up to next week. So that'll be fun. Check that out. Uh, again, the Bitter Jurors podcast. If you uh, are not already a listener, you certainly should be. So go check that out. Go check out the Too Hot to Handle recap um, when that drops in uh, the this weekend, right? Sometime uh, this weekend? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we'll be back here next week with another episode of The Challenge. Not ride or dies. <laughs> yeah, season thirty-eight. We'll see what it. We we'll see what uh the format brings. Season thirty-eight. All right. Anything else? I'm good. All right. Um. Thank you guys for checking this one out. We'll see you next week and uh, take care. <laughs>